Welcome to the Still Rowing Podcast. I'm Tara McCausland, and I'm happy to share this, our second official Still Rowing short with you. Right out the gate, I want you to ask yourself this question. How do I feel about attending the temple? If you're entirely honest with yourself, you might have a variety of responses and feelings connected to that question. For some, temple attendance is something they genuinely look forward to and engage in regularly, and it does provide the needed spiritual renewal and is a source of joy for them. But for others, it may feel like they don't get much out of the experience, and it's just another thing we've been asked to do that takes time and energy out of our busy schedules. Others may even feel like going to the temple causes anxiety and overwhelm. Last week, I was reading the responses to a question that was posed in a Facebook group that I follow, and I've mentioned this group before on this podcast. It's called Uplift Community of Faith, and it's a great resource for members who are struggling and seeking faithful support. So I have posted a link to this group before, but I will post it again in the show notes if you're interested in joining this group. But uh, this is what this fellow posted, the, the question that he posted to the group. He asked, does anyone else struggle to feel the same way about or in the temple as it seems like almost everyone else does? I fully believe in the core mission of the temple, which is making covenants for ourselves and redeeming the dead, but I don't necessarily feel all that different just by stepping inside. I don't gain some new deep spiritual or doctrinal insight every time I go through a session, even when I'm paying acute attention. I keep hearing members state that they learn something new every time or that the spirit is overpowering as soon as they enter. Is it okay not to feel that way or have those experiences? End quote. So as I read that question and then read some of the following responses, I saw that many validated this individual and his experience and could relate. Others shared feeling anxiety over doing and saying everything just right in the endowment session. One woman said that she felt claustrophobic in the temple because we aren't able to move about easily. On other occasions, I have heard some express feeling a deep sense of loss when attending the temple because a loved one, such as an adult child or a spouse, is unable or unworthy to join them in the temple. Now, why would I bring this up? Well, I think it's important to acknowledge that for some, temple attendance poses real challenges mentally, emotionally, or physically. And just because we are going to the Lord's house doesn't mean that long-standing issues we deal with in our lives will suddenly become non-issues. I'm curious though, do you face any of these obstacles when you attend the temple? If so, I hope some of what's shared here is of some help to you. And if nothing else, I want each of us to acknowledge and accept that for some, temple attendance is hard. But I also want to encourage you in your efforts to make the temple a greater priority in your life and share my personal testimony that as we are are obedient to our prophet's counsel, the Lord can and will bless us in remarkable ways. 
Now with those thoughts kind of as a backdrop, I would like to share some thoughts regarding President Nelson's message from the October 2021 conference titled The Temple and Your Spiritual Foundation. Now, I don't know about you, but during his address, I was kind of on the edge of my seat waiting for him to drop another policy change or something on us. It almost felt like that's what he was building up to. But ultimately, his message was one that while familiar, rang true and important to me. As have all of the prophets who have gone before him, he pointed us to the temple. And you'll recall that his talk started off with a brief video of him at uh, the Salt Lake Temple and him sharing some of the extensive measures they have taken to fortify its deteriorating foundation. He said, quote, We are sparing no effort to give this venerable temple, which had become increasingly vulnerable, a foundation that will withstand the forces of nature into the millennium. In like manner, it is now time that we each implement extraordinary measures, perhaps measures we have never taken before, to strengthen our personal spiritual foundations. He continues, We have been promised that if we are prepared, we shall not fear. This assurance has profound implications today. The Lord has declared that despite today's unprecedented challenges, those who build their foundations upon Jesus Christ and have learned how to draw upon his power need not succumb to the unique anxieties of this era. And he had said, unprecedented times call for unprecedented measures. Now that line has really stayed with me. When you consider what's happening in the world, and just in the last couple of years with COVID, with ever-increasing natural disasters and the social unrest we see constantly, I don't wonder that we are living in the last days. What was your response to his remarks? Do we believe the prophet when he says that going to the temple and going often will provide the needed protection for ourselves? and our families in this increasingly faithless and confused and chaotic world? If so, are we willing to experiment on his word and make temple attendance a greater priority regardless of the obstacles we might face in that effort? I want to return to some of the concerns I posed at the beginning of this short episode and address each specifically. Again, I want you to consider what obstacles do you face going to the temple. Additionally, what misconceptions do you have about the temple experience that are perhaps tainting your time there? So first, let's talk about the obstacle of temple attendance and time. So let's be honest, we're all very busy. In fact, I think we are busier now than we've ever been. We have all this high-tech stuff that should ultimately save us time, but what we discover is that most of us, when we save time somewhere, we just add one more thing to our plate. But one of the things I've learned is that we make time for what matters to us. And in fact, what we spend our time on is the best reflection of what we truly love most. So if simply making time to go to the temple is the challenge, intention, planning, and commitment will be the key. Put the date on the calendar and make keeping that appointment with God as high a priority as you would keeping an appointment with 
say, an important client at work or fulfilling some other commitment where others are relying on you. Good news is, I have it on good authority that if we keep our commitments to the Lord, we get a very good return on our investment. The second challenge I want to address is not feeling like we get much out of the temple experience. Now, I think this is something most of us can relate to. If I'm being completely transparent, going to the temple can often feel kind of boring and monotonous. It's an amazing place to take a nap, right? (laughs) After all, like the sacrament or baptismal prayer, the presentation of the endowment is word for word the same every time. And we don't have the opportunity to pause and visit with our neighbor about what we're hearing during the presentation. And like the fellow that posed the question in Uplift, we may feel like something's wrong with us if we don't learn something new or have a revelatory experience every time we go. I think this is a major misconception that we need to clear up. I think the opportunity to receive revelation is always available, but I don't think it's the common experience that people do have each time they attend the temple. I share this so we stop putting undue pressure on ourselves or feel like we're weird or unworthy if we are coming away without novel insight every time we leave the temple doors. However, I need to also say that because the temple is unlike other learning atmospheres, it will take unique preparation before, during, and after we attend to show the Lord that we want more light and truth about and within his house. I will use my my personal experience with the sacrament to illustrate. So with the great emphasis that our leaders have been putting on the sacrament in the last few years, I have been more intentional about how I approach that ordinance. I still have a long ways to go with that, but I've noticed that as I am attentive during the prayer and I make a concerted effort to focus my thoughts on Christ and the gratitude I feel for him, while the sacrament is passed, I feel a, a noticeable spiritual renewal after the fact. I like to imagine Christ in Gethsemane or on the cross and really feel something as I consider his sacrifice. I also like to consider the symbolism of the ordinance and what those symbols mean to me and what they mean for me. Like the sacrament, the temple is deeply symbolic and it's a different learning environment than most any other on the earth. What we learn and receive regarding the temple is really between us and the Lord and requires a level of focus and mental exertion that can be challenging for many of us. Do we go to the temple expecting to learn something new each time without any prior preparation? I don't know that that's very realistic. (laughs) Can we not think about, learn about, and meditate upon the things we learn in the temple outside of the temple? I'm as guilty as anyone else when it comes to this, but it really has dawned on me that I can in fact learn a great deal about the temple while not in the temple. And when I do go to the temple, I will be better prepared to receive more because my mind and spirit will be attuned to receive that revelation. It reminds me of the account in Doctrine and Covenants 9, verses 7 and 8, when the Lord spoke to Oliver Cowdery, uh, when I believe Oliver was trying his hand at translating. The Lord told Oliver, Behold, you have not understood. You have supposed that I would give it unto you when you took no thought 
save it was to ask me. But behold, I say unto you that you must study it out in your mind. Then you must ask me if it be right. So when it comes to learning more about the temple and enjoying more revelatory experiences therein, the Lord expects you and I to do some legwork. I think that makes sense. And by the way, there are some excellent resources on the church's website about the temple, which I will post a link to in the show notes. For those who have not yet received their endowment, I will also post a link to a really excellent step-by-step tutorial on what to expect from your first temple experience. It's about 23 minutes long and offers probably the best practical explanation, as well as some great spiritual insights on the temple experience. Uh, and it's really the best that I've ever seen in video. I'd highly recommend it. Bottom line, don't feel weird if you aren't feeling a lot in the temple. Many of us can relate, but if you want to feel and experience more of what the temple can offer in the way of peace and revelation, desire and preparation is key. I would also recommend you listen to my interview with Ty Mansfield, which was episode 47, to learn how developing the skill of mindfulness can really help you and I in that effort. The third obstacle I wanted to address is anxiety and temple attendance. Yes, there are things we need to remember when we're at the temple, but the good news is there are always people there to tell you where to go, what to do, and help you with what needs remembering. If messing up is causing anxiety, I would invite you to write out and carefully consider what is causing you to feel anxious in the temple and talk through this with your priesthood leader or even a therapist or counselor. Sometimes we need another perspective to help reframe things. Chances are, if you are feeling highly anxious in the temple, you are feeling highly anxious in other aspects of your life. And working through these difficulties will help you in a myriad of ways. I know anxiety can be caused by a variety of factors, but I believe toxic perfectionism is often at the root of some of that anxiety. Now we could spend another hour on this topic alone, but for the sake of time, I want to reassure you that mistakes are okay. And as Elder Wilcox said in this last October 2021 conference, worthiness is not flawlessness. God cares more that you simply show up than that you do and say everything perfectly. And that goes for our temple attendance and pretty much everything else in our lives. God will give you grace in this. So give yourself grace. Now, there are many other challenges we might address, but I want to end with the concern posed by some that temple attendance can be painful because a loved one can't attend with you. This is genuinely very hard, and we we don't want family members or friends to feel excluded, and sometimes the temple can feel like an exclusive place. I might suggest listening to episode 49 with Jared Halverson if this is something that you have struggled with, but something I'm coming to believe strongly is that while yes, some of our loved ones may currently not be able or willing to enter the temple, One of the best things we can do for them is, in fact, to go to the temple. The brethren have spoken to this a number of times recently, particularly Elder Renland, who has reassured us that special blessings are granted to not just us as individuals, but as families, as we make temple attendance and family history work 
a priority. He said this, The real power comes when we combine family history work with the blessings of the temple. You'll find not only protection from the temptation and ills of this world, but you'll also find personal power, power to change, power to repent, power to learn, the power to be sanctified, and power to turn the hearts of your family together and heal that which needs healing. On another occasion, he promised, increased family blessings, no matter our current past or future family situation, or how imperfect our family tree may be, come as we attend the temple. Additionally, increased love and appreciation for ancestors and living relatives so we no longer feel alone. Also, increased power to discern that which needs healing, and thus, with the Lord's help, serve others. Increased protection from temptations and the intensifying influence of the adversary. And finally, increased assistance to mend troubled, broken, or anxious hearts and make the wounded whole. President Nelson reminded us that whenever any kind of upheaval occurs in your life, the safest place to be spiritually is living inside your temple covenants. As we keep covenants, regardless of what our loved ones may choose, we bring down the power of heaven, not only on our behalf, but on behalf of those we love most. I want to conclude with this final quote from President Nelson. He said, The temple lies at the center of strengthening our faith and spiritual fortitude because the Savior and his doctrine are at the very heart of the temple. Everything taught in the temple, through instruction and through the Spirit, increases our understanding of Jesus Christ. His essential ordinances bind us to him through sacred priesthood covenants. Then, as we keep our covenants, he endows us with his healing, strengthening power. And oh, how we will need his power in the days ahead. End quote. I'm so grateful for President Nelson's message and the reminder that while we are living in difficult and unprecedented times, the Lord has provided the means to protect and fortify us so that you and I can withstand the fiery darts of the adversary in these last days. So whatever obstacle you face, in getting to the temple or experiencing the power and peace therein, I hope you will experiment upon the word and make attending the temple a greater priority in your life. As President Nelson remarked, if you don't yet love the temple, go more often, not less. This is my plan. I hope you'll join me. I anticipate blessings and increased power as I am obedient to the counsel of a prophet. Thanks for being with me today, friends.